And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 266, aka Year 6, Week 16, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since this is your live uh, call-in show, those numbers are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So what is going on with you this week, MC? You said you're pissed. Yeah. I I woke up on the wrong side of my bed. You know, I should probably put a divider or something, you know, to, to prevent that from happening. But, Uh-oh. uh, yeah. So in, I'm in Hawaii. It's a nice place. Sorry to hear that. Should, should, should be, you know, should, should be, uh, I should wake up every day just being extremely happy. But, uh, I guess the first thing I saw when I woke up was, uh, I got an alert, you know, on Facebook or something. And it was the, the local bar. They, they own all the Irish, this guy owns all the Irish pubs and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. Um, so, so he's Murphy's operating. O'Toole's and Anne O'Brien's or something like that. Yeah, or? there's four of them. I don't know what okay. they are, but um, and I and I don't go to those bars that often, but I've been in there plenty of times. Um, he he operates basically with without debt. He uh, you know, pays all his employees on time and pays his rent on time and he's been, you know, successful for I don't know, twenty, thirty years or something like that. I can't remember. But um now he's uh basically be th- being threatened um to uh you know just well he, he has already shut down because they told him to, but he's gonna possibly lose his business, um and he can't even sell it. Uh and you know his, all his savings are are, are in jeopardy, um, because because of the government. And so he says, I'm I'm more worried about uh, the government than I am the virus. And of course, we should be because there. Well, yesterday we didn't even have any new cases of COVID, so there's literally nothing to be afraid of. So the curve is flattened. It's flat. It's dead. And. And and that was that's part of the lie. The government said, "Oh, we have to do this to flatten the curve," and then they changed it and they said, "Well, now we have to eliminate it." Ah, like, that 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 wasn't part of the deal. Yeah, <laughs> I said, agreed to stay inside for two weeks so you could flatten the curve, not right. indefinitely until and this it, is not a thing anymore. And because they, there wasn't enough information in the beginning, it sound sounded reasonable and and sounded like something that you know it would suck, but we could. We could accomplish that. Like, okay, yeah, I can handle two weeks. I can't handle two months, people. I can't, that's not, okay, that's not part of the deal. And uh, well, that's part of it too, right? That was never part of the, the. It's it's less so the amount of time and more so that hey, you lied to us, right? Like well, even I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't. I wasn't a big fan of the two weeks shutdown. Right. Right. But at least at least there was like an expiration date at the time, right. potentially. And and it's something that you can wrap your head around, and you, you can you can plan for. You can't plan for, oh well, well, we'll just wait for the government to decide what I can do. This, this two more weeks. It's, it's two impossible. more weeks. <laughs> two years. Vaccine in two years. <laughs> and then, and then they uh, they they said they were going to open up some stuff, and then they said, oh no 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 not yet. We're going to wait one more week. It's like, what the hell. And so they even told the florists because because Mother's Day 
they, they said, well, we're going to allow florists to open. And then they said, oh, no, 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 we're not. We changed our mind again. And so the florist ordered a whole bunch of flowers that they're not going to be able to sell now. And so who pays for that? I mean, obviously sue the government, but I mean, right. It's, uh, you know, not, you know, not customers that wanted flowers is the answer. Um, so let's go back to this Irish pub because I, I saw, again, I, I'm not oblivious to news coming out of Hawaii cause I still have friends and family there. Um, I was under the impression from the limited information that I got that he was shutting down the business because it's just not worth it anymore. Is that, am I, am I getting bad information or am I misunderstanding what I read? Um, wow. I'll have to reread the last article that I saw, but, okay. um, he, it, I'll, I'll mention, I'm not claiming to be right on this either. I mean, you tell me cause you're, you know, you're more boots on the ground over there than I am. Yeah. I'm kind of out of the bar scene. I, so I just saw the one article. Uh, saying that he's he's more afraid of uh, the government than the virus, and well, and and I don't know about shutting down because he he mentioned he wanted to sell the businesses, um, which he was probably just looking for the you know the right uh, price, and yeah. and now and now the price is zero, <laughs> you know, uh, it's not worth anything because you can't do anything with it. Yeah, um, but it will be right. I mean, yeah, sure. If you're an if you're an investor, are you going like, well, this is there's no one's going to buy this because you'll never be able to open it again. At some point, yeah. you will. It's just a fire sale right now. If you wanted it to be, sure, sure. Um, yeah, and I get that, but um, at the same time, um, Elon Musk is talking about leaving. Uh, actually, I think he's probably going to uh, leaving California. Yep. And going to Texas. Yeah. Um, Tweeted up a least... storm recently. <laughs> and that's perfect. Um, I, I I think at this point, probably Sweden would be safer because they're uh, more independent uh, from from the federal government even. Uh, we, you know, we still have D.C. to worry about shutting things down. But, um, but for the most part, it's been local governments shutting things down. Um, right. And it's just terrible. Even to Trump's dismay, right, when he tried to get everything reopened, he went, what, I, I don't have that power? I have to, yeah, the governors yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Revolt against your governor in democratic states. Right, right. Definitely do. Um, so, okay, so Elon Musk, is that is that a power play? Do you, do you really think he's trying to get out, or is he just uh, flexing his leverage so that they give him a pass? Because he's got a lot of power and a lot of clout and a lot of stroke. Well, he hasn't got a pass, so I don't. That's I what don't I'm saying. I don't understand. I mean, they effectively shut him down, and it's it's not. I mean, in California. No, that's what so. I'm saying. So they shut him down. He goes, "Screw you guys! I move into Texas, right?" And that could be an empty threat in the hopes that the threat will give will you know let that let him reopen, right? Oh no, Elon! Sorry, we don't really want you to leave California. Go ahead and open your factories. Right, or do you really think like you know the planning stages are in place to to move the factories to Texas? I I think the I think it's already in place. Okay, uh, because well, okay, so for the one thing he mentioned is his future planning is he's just not going to plan anything more in California, and whether they shut down that factory completely is is a whole different discussion, which you know. They don't want to have to do that because there's a lot of obviously a lot of money invested in that factory, but I mean, if if you have to, you have to. I mean, you can't just you can't depend on 
the government feeling safe, uh, you know, to do what you need to do. I mean, it's just, it's, it's this, oh man, I'm, I'm just so pissed off. It, it, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm thinking in my brain, I should move to Sweden. I should move to Texas. I should get the fuck out of here. Cause it's the right thing to do. Like the, having a government that, that is that powerful, uh, over you is just it's not healthy and it's not it's i i I texted somebody today um this there was a government person that went she's kind of on the borderline between well she's more status than anything but uh you know conservative type and a lot of those conservative types like jordan peterson so that's where uh, that's where i met her face to face was at the uh, jordan peterson uh, presentation here when he was here in hawaii um, and so she believes that there's a thing called balance, that the government is, is trying to find that, that, that balance to, you know, uh, between, uh, power and freedom. And, and so, so it will have some opt optimized, uh, system or something like that. You know, this, the best situation for everybody, or at least the majority of the people. And, uh, and obviously, I knew that I mean, in Hawaii, there's really no balance. It's 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 top down uh, cronyism, old boys network, yep. uh, theft from taxpayers, theft from federal government, and favors uh, to all the politically connected. Um, and it's very entrenched. And so, I mean, it's and it's obvious to see. Uh, I don't know why it isn't for her. It's like, oh well, it's working good enough. You know, Hawaii's still a nice place at the moment. So, okay, right. who cares how corrupt it is because it's still nice here? Um, well, yeah, you guys got good weather, right? Right. right <laughs> I mean, and property values are high, and there's you know relatively low crime, and I mean, it's it still is a good place to live, uh, right? For the moment, uh, until we have massive poverty and star- uh, poverty and starvation. Uh, so you know what could happen. So let's let's stop there again for a moment because we were talking a little bit on Free Talk Live uh, last week Sunday um, about you know the the dr- dr- absolute draconian measures uh, that the state is taking to stop uh, to quarantine uh, people who land at the airport on the island, right? It was you know like force they were forcing people to like give up their phone and phone numbers and you got to answer your phone when the government calls and you know a whole bunch of nonsense. And then, so, you know, the, the question was raised, like, you know, should you go to Hawaii, right? And my answer was, just don't, just don't, <laughs> if you, just don't, right? Because, number one, at that rate, why would you, right? I mean, it's beautiful, it's not that beautiful, right? There are better looking places that's not going to, you know, take your phone number upon landing and force you to quarantine for 14 days, right? right. It's also a tourist economy, Right. I don't I, I think some of the locals and the natives struggle with this fact. Right? right. Is it tourism is the number one thing. So if you don't if you if you send which is also why the whole like go home howley thing was so stupid, right? Because that that's your like that's your primary source of income, bruh. If if they don't come, you don't you, you don't get some of the good stuff that you're used to. Uh, you can go back to planting taro and pounding poi all you want, but you know it's not not what everyone's used to. Anyway, so you 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 say like tourists don't come, 
and then the tourists don't, right? And then when they do, they're treated like shit, so th- they don't want to anymore, right? What happens to the entire economy of the state if you like if you if you if you cut off, you know, your main source of revenue and wealth? It's not like there, you know, there's farm land, but it's not like they import or export uh, a lot of natural resources, right? No one's clamoring for the, you know, the, the farm produce that gets grown in Hawaii. All that stuff gets grown elsewhere as well in other tropical zones and produced cheaper. So what, what is your question to me? <laughs> I, it was less of a question, more, it was less of a question, more of a statement, more of a okay. statement about the, <laughs> about, you know, the tourist economy. Um, but yeah. if I have to phrase it in the form of the question, like, what do you think is going to happen to the economy when tourists stop going because they're unwelcome? Well, that's that's what I would ask David Ige, the, the, the governor here. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Um, because they're the, actually the, the, the biggest tax cow here is the hotels. Whenever, yeah. whenever they decide, oh, the government needs more money, the, first, the go-to thing is tourism. That's right. what they target. Because they can count on it until now. <laughs> and uh, it's <laughs> it's so horrible because we, I mean, we got this other thing called the Jones Act and it prevents. I wasn't even going to touch that, but go for it. It prevents ships from, uh, for, it prevents foreign vessels from touching down uh, at two American ports. So everybody bypasses Hawaii on the way to California uh, or elsewhere. Um we could have one of the biggest economies in the world if we didn't have the Jones Act because all ships from, you know, South America and Asia could stop here before they go uh, to the mainland US or uh, Canada or, or wherever else, Japan, yeah, Australia, New Zealand. Um, it's in a prime location for that. Uh, but no, they, the, the, gov- the wise government of Hawaii says that no, we're going to do tourism, that and that's it, and well, and military, of course. We've got a whole bunch of military bases, but uh, yeah, tourism is where where we're going to get our our good economy from, and and then uh, COVID happens, and they're like, yeah, eh, screw it, we don't need an economy. Yeah, I don't, under- I don't understand that. Like, their the government's money is dependent on on the taxes from tourism, uh, primarily. So, so, so now what? They already said, well, we're probably going to uh, uh, cut teacher salaries. And teachers have been, you know, short here for, uh, well, for forever. Feels like decades. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah, they're not, there's going to be teachers that just can't afford to eat, uh, you know, and stay here. So, you know, that that's not happening. Um, Who's left to milk? Right <laughs> there, no. Right now, there's nothing. There's there's no economy. What you're gonna milk? Okay, there, I I know what who they can milk, Costco and Walmart, <laughs> you know, Home Depot, because they're still fucking open. Because <laughs> they're the only ones allowed to be open, <laughs> which makes absolutely zero sense. <laughs> it's 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 not even like. But that trickles down as well, right? You you tax Costco, prices go up. You tax Walmart, prices go up. You tax right. Home Depot, prices go up. Right. Right. It's not, the buck does not stop there. No, right? it never does stop. <laughs> Money never sleeps. I'm pretty, oh my God, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I, I had another, 
I had another ridiculous conversation. Well, maybe we'll get into. It. I had another ridiculous conversation o- over the whole money issue with a a, uh, a friend on Facebook. <laughs> like I I was with her until she went no money. I went well. Let's not get too carried away. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Maybe we'll get into it. Maybe I don't want to. I don't want that. Would that will derail this e- economic yeah. conversation completely? Yeah. Well, it could be no no printed money. I'll go. I'll agree no with no that. no. She it was okay okay. God damn it! All right, here we go. Off the rails. <laughs> We're going off the rails. So she says, based. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. That basically, like, money is what's causing all the grief in 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 the lives of the average person. That makes no sense. Understood. <laughs> but that's her claim. So she's like, we got to get rid of money. Not only do we have to get rid of money, we have to get rid of like all forms of transactions, like no trade, no barter. I went. God damn it! You don't even understand like the first level implications of this, do you? And then, <laughs> yeah, just go go to a forest and live, right? Why why can't you do that and leave everybody else alone? <laughs> so so I you know you know I'm like all right let's let's I'm gonna set out a challenge. So I created a group. Uh, if you want to join this group, you have to be a special kind of person. There's questions to answer as well, but it you know it's a Facebook group uh, called the the PSI Gift Economy. So just so you know the type of person that she is. Right. Like, you know, what, what is your purpose on the, in the universe? Uh, the PSI gift economy, she goes, no, you don't get it. It's not even a gift economy. Gifts don't count either because that's a form of money. Gifts are a form of money. We got to eliminate that completely. I was like, God damn it. And she's like, you think people work for pittance? Don't you think they'll work for nothing? I go, no, not at all. (laughs) No, not voluntarily. I mean, we, we could have slavery again if that's what you want, but ain't, ain't nobody going to work for nothing, right? And then I have to explain, you know, that not, o- not only is that a bad idea, right, but that if you get rid of all gifts, then you eliminate all forms of charity, right? right. Beca- and then and then you, you wipe off the planet all the people that don't have the ability uh, to hunt, gather, or harvest, right? Because you're talking about 100% self-sufficiency at that point. Like if, if you don't catch it, you don't get to eat it. If you don't pick it, you don't get to eat it. If you don't plant it, grow it, and harvest it, you don't get to eat it. Because to trade, to give that gift to somebody else, uh, banned in in her <laughs> in her grand scheme of things. So you know, old old people, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the youngins, the children, everyone, like no, just just the end of humanity altogether. Uh, because all of that is considered like a form of money, and that was like that was the end of the conversation uh, that I had with her because I didn't get a response back to see like did she process this information, like what's what's next, right? But the fact yeah. that you know you know the the fact that the government is out to get you, right? All that on the same page, right? Until she goes in. That's why we need to get rid of money. I go, oh no no, you're so close, like you've almost got it, you know. I don't know what I don't know what goal you hope to accomplish with no money and no trade and no gifts, but it's I don't it's not going to look good. Well, I mean, she like I said, she she could just dress up like an ape and go to the forest. She could. She absolutely could. You could just live like the wolves and be happy and die pretty quickly. Very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean. But that doesn't serve the greater purpose of humanity in the world, though. We all have to do that. Well, may, maybe it does. I mean, if 
if more people would do that, there would be less people, uh, less greedy people chasing after dollars. You know? Yeah. And that's the other thing. That was like the first thing I said. It's like, I don't think you understand it. That The, the money, it's just a tool, right? It can be yeah. used for good. It can be used for evil. It's, it's a neutral thing that mm-hmm. facilitates other things. Right. And so getting caught up in the whole money thing is, is yeah. folly, in my opinion. Uh, but not as bad as getting rid of all trade, including gifts. Right. That's be that's like not even communism. Right. That's, you know, from each according to his ability to him. Right. Right. (laughs) Like if you need it, you don't get it because you don't have the ability to get it. And, you know, we're not allowing anything else. Right. So, yeah. So that was that was the off the road. Okay, back on track, back on track. Um, So anyway, I was so pissed uh, when I woke up this morning. Uh, I sent a letter to this this government uh, employee saying, Where's the balance now? And I haven't got a response back yet. But when you say government employee, was are you talking about the governor or are you talking no, about no, like, a, a government employee that okay. I met at the at the Jordan Peterson uh, oh, okay. pre- presentation here? Um, because she's she you know believes in this this system of balance, and like I was trying to say, obviously I see there's no balance here in Hawaii. Um, it's it's very top down, uh, government heavy. Yep, and and there's a lot of favors, and there's you know there's, there's backroom dealings. Yeah, backroom. It's just wow. It's to me, it's unbelievable that somebody could say Hawaii has some sort of balance. Yeah, not at all. Like you can't you can't open a hospital unless you get permission from the other hospitals. That's a thing in a lot of places. Though. Yes, yeah. it's you know situation normal. Yeah. Um, when but, when uh, it comes to when it comes to freedom in Hawaii, like despite. Despite the uh, the movement for sovereignty, the sovereignty movement in Hawaii, right? I like I moved to New Hampshire, part of the Free State Project. Goes should go without saying at this point, but just in case you're like new to all this, um, my understanding is that New uh, Hawaii was one of two states, right? That was absolutely not going to be in consideration for the move of the Free State Project uh, because it was too far gone, too anti-freedom too corrupt for any sort of change to be made at any level period right like not even i don't care how beautiful the beaches are i don't care how nice the weather is nothing's going to change in hawaii and this was you know 15 20 years ago almost right Right. just forget it yeah it's the most unchangeable state in the union seems that way yeah so get out and you've and let's be all let's also be fair you've talked about moving away for you know for a few years now right like there there has been a lot of things in your personal life in consideration for moving right we you know you you we talked about puerto rico um that one rings a bell i know you went to an and checked it out you know down there for a little bit so it's not like it's not like weather and hawaii is particularly special right there are other places to go and now you're talking about sweden yeah why not right so if you're stuck in Hawaii for whatever reason, just know that there are alternatives, uh, both you know in country and out of country. Uh, but you, be- you better get your ass in gear soon because if that thing crumbles and falls apart, like you don't want to be around there when the when you know when the bricks are falling off the buildings. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there, there's there's got to be some something the governor knows, but probably not. He's probably just an idiot. No, he's just an idiot. Yeah. Uh, Such as 
he knows that he will get some massive bailout from the federal government. Like if he had that type of inside information, uh, or you know, from the banks or whatever, uh, or if there was some super secret plan, like he's he's in bed with the banks and and the banks want all the property value to to crumble, uh, and so they can buy it up real cheap, and he'll own like half of Oahu or something. You okay. Know? I mean, something like that could. I mean, that's conspiracy theory, but yeah. And that's the the stupid thing about government is you never know if it's complete incompetence or just evil. You know. Yeah, I I hear you. I in those cases, I tend to lead toward evil because I go, "There's no way anyone can be that dumb," and yet I'm proven <laughs> wrong. But I'm proven wrong. <laughs> It's one of the areas where I'm proven wrong quite a bit. I go, yeah, I guess so. They're fucking that dumb. Yeah, all right. Right. I was wrong. They're not evil, just incompetent. Well, they work hand in hand. Yeah, the results are the same. Because because there's there's no uh, failure for the government. If it's incompetence or evil, they get a raise. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but if it's if it's some, I, I've been using this word way too much. But it still it seems to always apply. If it's something as insidious as he's got a secret backroom deal, right, to significantly enrich himself at the expense of the entire population of the islands, right? That's that's a bit you know that's a bit beyond the pale um, to not have to not have more backlash, right? Like mo- most of uh, well, you there's know. no backlash because everybody's afraid, and 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 it looks like he's just doing his best. So you know, yeah, the the story is so convincing that you know no one nobody would accuse him of of doing anything until after he's already rich and nobody can do anything about it. Yeah, I hear you. That's the di- that's the disappointing thing too, right? Uh, all yeah. of the you know the there's so much support for lockdowns that people. Yeah. And so it's going to be too late by the time they realize what actually was going on. I, I've been trying to equate it to the Iraq war because it works the same way. You get people afraid, then you can do whatever the hell you want to do. And then after the fact, oh, well, it doesn't matter. They made a whole bunch of money on oil and, and uh, uh, defense contracts and, you know, and, and then life goes on. And there's nothing, you know, nobody went to prison over, over the Iraq war, even though it was obvious fraud. Yeah, and then they sweep it under the rug. I and oh then, no, we can we talk the, about it now, but it's it happened so long ago. Let's just move on. Can we just the, move forward? We've got the rail system here, which is a fraud. And oh Jesus, they, that thing too. They were investigating them for fraud, but I guess now because uh, they don't have to uh, be in the open anymore because everybody's on lockdown. They now they're having all the backroom deals and they're they're letting them go. Yeah, see so much. So much, so much corruption and, you know, this is, I get, uh, I, I have to temper my words even here, right? But this is one of those things where I go like, why is everyone, why isn't someone saying or doing something about it, right? Like here, my general point is, why is it okay to like vote for more freedom? Why is it okay to petition for more liberty? Why is it okay to like, beg for freedom. Uh, but the moment you start discussing uh, defending yourself against encroachments on your freedom, like people throw a shit fit, right? Oh no, now you're just talking violence and nonsense. Like, no, I'm not like that's, that's, that's how things get done. Right. 
So if you know, so if someone there is like taking that many liberties, uh, for lack of a better term, on the population, right? Why does why why even get to the point of you know I elect him out and put someone else in his place or you know oh we just got we ought to like file a lawsuit and no just someone do the right thing and ice that fool, right? And then like you know I I on this show I'm on record, right? Being a big fan of like the Mexican drug cartels, right? Uh, there's a new sheriff in town and they kill him and they kill his family. And they go like, there's a new sheriff in town and they kill him and they kill his family. And they go like, no one wants to be sheriff anymore. I go, good, they, <laughs> they did it right, right? They, they solved that problem. Right? You can say what you want about violence and crime and all that other stuff and you know how they're immoral and bad human beings. And I'm like, sure, yeah, they are. They're violent. They're, they're you know, remarkably terrible um for that industry and that industry because it's illegal and on the black market requires that type of personality um but effective right no one wants to be sheriff you get to run the town right so if if you know if you take out the you know the 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 head of the political uh, realm and then they go like oh we'll just elect someone else vice governor right or lieutenant governor you're now in done him too right I go, who wants to be governor now? Nobody. Nobody would want to be, right? But I get, but I get, I get poo-pooed on for suggesting that uh, because doing so might actually make you free, uh, and people would rather like talk about being free while being oppressed uh, than actually, you know, fighting for freedom, right? And you know, I was talking about you know the the the, the igloo folks, the big igloo people, right? The the best example of that. Uh, was that uh, um, like the the bar in Texas or whatever, right? Like the guy, ah, we're opening up our bar, and then the you know the the, the conservative right wing gun nuts two way people are like we're gonna protect this bar and they're standing outside and you know flak jackets and AK forty sevens until what? Until the sheriff showed up with a tank, right? And it was like you're all under arrest. Okay, hands up, don't shoot. We're coming with you, right? It's like <laughs> what was the point of that? right? It's all talk. It's all talk. They had no intention on actually defending the bar owner against well, anything. They were just I hoping. It d- depends on, it, but, you know, if they had, if they had uh, seen the tank coming, maybe they would have uh, rolled out some anti-tank device or, you know, put something in its way where it couldn't get to them. Okay. Eh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's just like, you know, you, you live for a different fight. <laughs> a strategic know? retreat. Or, or you, or you 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 plan better next time. You plan for tanks next time. I don't know. Okay. This, a lot of this is new, so I'll I'll give them the pass on that. But my but good. On well, then they for, better expect it next time. Well, next. Well, yeah, of course, next time they they better expect it. Um, because this is wow. another this is another point that I, I mean, made. Bring, bring your own tank. I mean. Right. Well, I, we you know this this is another conversation that I had with people like, how do you get one of those? Right, and it turns out it's not as it's expensive, but it's not as difficult as you might think. Right. Um, so I was, you know, I had a similar conversation again, you know, with with some friends in the neighborhood, and I don't know if it was actually on air. I think it might have been on air on Free Talk Live. Name dropped like son of a bitch because I love that show. Um, but it was it was like you know if you're going to if you're going to get violent, right? There's strategic ways to get violent, right? Uh, you don't. If the cops come knocking at your door to take your guns, right, 
that is not the time or place to have a shootout because you are outnumbered and you will be outgunned because that's how they roll, right? Right, right. But step two, right, after they have taken your guns is to go down to your militia buddy's house, right, round up the troops, have them give you a loner gun, right, and then you go get yours back, right? You go get yours back, whatever that means to you, right? However that means to you go about doing it. And if you have to, you know, if, if you have to put yourself in a situation where you have the numbers, then go do that, right? But let the, that's a, that would be the appropriate response. And is it going to get violent? Yes. Is it going to get messy? Yes. Are there going to be casualties? Absolutely, right? But the alternative is to just roll over and do nothing. And if you're going to do that, I don't want to hear any more bitching about it. Right? <laughs> I do. Like, you want to hear the bitching? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what we do. Any- that's what I do anyway. I All right, fine. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but okay, so you can complain, but you're not, you're not like putting on the flak jacket and target practicing every week going, we're the armed militia and we're going to protect, <laughs> right? No, like, you, you just, you just want to see the, 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 the outcome that they are claiming uh to to uh be be ready for and uh yeah if that's if that's your position then do it right what what do they call that the the boogaloo uh yeah well the the boogaloo is like the other name of it the underground name is like the big igloo Oh, big igloo. Okay. Um, because it sounds like boogaloo, but it's like, you know, it's just a big igloo. Like, you know, okay. whatever. <laughs> I was I was talking to a friend uh at at dinner the other night and he was like, you know, if they don't if they don't open up the beaches in New Hampshire like real fucking soon, like, you know, we should just go to the beach and start just building sand igloos on the shore. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that'd be fun. Like, why not? You know? That's not, you know, that that's that seems like a pretty uh a pretty subversive but very intentional way of getting the message across, right? Like, if you're the if you're the governor of the state and you don't know what the boogaloo is or the big igloo people are at this point, uh, then you, you're just ill informed. Uh, but it sends a message, right? It's like, hey, you know, we're not we're not going to take it. But if you're but like I said, if you're going to carry the AKs and you're going to wear the sunglasses and you're going to put on the bulletproof vest and you stand out there and be like, we're intimidating because we protect our Second Amendment rights, and then you don't, right? Then why bother, right? <laughs> just, just, just bitch about it, you know, from behind a keyboard like the rest of us or behind a microphone, right? Petition for the most advantageous way you want, right? Like I'm not the political people, the people that vote. Like I don't expect them to pick up a rifle and fight, right? They've they've chosen their path and it's a safe path and it's an ineffective path. But the people that are going like picking up the rifle, right, and they go like this is the way to do it and then they don't, right? <laughs> like they're just as bad, right? You know you know what I'm saying. I don't I don't have time for that. Well, there's there's many levels of bad and, and the people that are in, in the government are uh, by far the worst. When I was living in Hawaii, I used to, I, I used to see T-shirts and hats and truck stickers and says like "Defend Hawaii," and it was like you know fucking it was like a, a logo with the with the with the uh, you know AK forty seven on there or an AR fifteen whatever like "Defend Hawaii." I was like, oh man, I want to know what these people are up to. Like, what's what is their mission statement? What is their purpose? What are they trying to accomplish? 
And turns out, just a brand. All they do is fucking tell, sell T-shirts. That's it. Right, right. It's a logo company. <laughs> they don't do shit. They don't do shit. They're not pro-gun. They're not pro-Second Amendment. They don't, they don't sell any firearms. They're not doing target practice. They're not a militia group. It just looks cool on a sticker to put on your fucking lifted truck. I, oh, all right, for, fuck them too then, you know. Cool logo, bro, but good, good luck. You're not defending shit. Yeah. So it's it's those types of things. Like I'm not mad. I'm a little irritated about it, you know, because hey, if if you're gonna do it, like you know, get out there and do it. <laughs> but the prime example, right? Like these, they're protesting on the steps of the Capitol building, and look how intimidating they look until until the cops come. Like, what was the point of that? I could get arrested and not have to carry the gun, right? Yeah. Nonsense. Did we anything else on that? But I, I'm right. confused though. So you got a uh, they're, they're trying to defend a, a bar or something, and a tank came. Uh, yeah. So so this is, why, why couldn't they just go inside the bar? Because they were the protection. They they were like the intimidating protection, saying like this bar is going to open against against the lockdown orders, right? And we are the protectors of the bar to make sure it stays open, right? We're the tough guys. We have sunglasses. We have beards. We have bulletproof vests and AK-47s and AR-15s, right? We're the new security force in town, right? This bar is going to open against the orders, and there's nothing you can do about it. And Tank may be uh, uh, hyperbolic, uh, but it was an armored vehicle, right? It, it didn't have the big old bazooka barrel tank. Like, it wasn't, okay. it wasn't treaded. You know, it didn't have tank treads. Um but it was an armored armored vehicle of some kind from the sheriff's department, right? Uh, you know, metal plating, big old tires, uh, the little thing where the guy pops up, you know, in the in the top hatch, yeah, and fires the machine gun ca- carrier. Um, yeah, I get it. Right. So they rolled up with this, right? There's people taking video. Uh, they had, you know, the SWAT team was there. They had the guy with the machine gun out on on, you know, in, in the turret seat, whatever you want. I don't. know whatever the technical name for that is. And they had, you know, other guys with machine guns uh, walking towards these armed protesters. And then the guy fucking like pans the camera to the left and it's all the protesters with their hands up surrendering, right? Guns hanging down their chest, sunglasses neatly positioned on their noses, vest strapped on tight in case they're shot at, right? And they all surrendered. So they all got arrested the bar owner got arrested for opening up the bar against lockdown orders, right? And they all went to jail. I go, what was the point of that, right? You could have just opened the bar. So, so my question is, what if they had just gone inside the bar and, and locked themselves in there? I mean, they still would have been arrested because the cops showed up to shut down the bar. The bar was open illegally against lockdown orders, and that was the purpose. They went in force. They took SWAT with them because there were armed protesters out front. Yeah, I, I think. But I mean, it w- to me it would have been better if they would have at least dragged it on longer and and possibly had a, a Waco style event rather than uh, than a you know, a massacre in the street. Let's say. Okay. Oh. So, okay. So when you say go into the bar, why don't why doesn't the standoff occur in the bar? Like, yeah, we're not coming they out. Have, they should have backed off, went inside the bar, 
and said, you know, you know, we can just keep it this way. You guys stay out there. We'll stay inside. Okay. Uh, rather than because, I mean, there, there. I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, then they're, SWAT they're runs already... the tank right through the bar and starts firing on people. Right. Yeah. And and I think it would be harder for the police to justify doing that rather than you know shooting individual people out on the yeah. street. Well, they didn't have to do either because the, p- well, the they police didn't have to do you know, either. But yeah. yeah. But uh, like I said, it, it's to me it's it's a, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more extreme if you're actually invading somebody's privacy. And so I would have pushed them to that level is all I'm saying. Okay. You know, that's fair. I would have, I would have pushed them to take the next step into you know either uh you know sending the tank into the bar or uh, sending the SWAT team into the bar uh and see if 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 they're going to you know open fire and and uh you know and then and but at least that way you can say look you you guys are the obvious aggressors and i mean they are anyway but yeah optics um, I, now we're I talking about optics i would have i would have pushed it to that to that next level of saying like you know you you could have just stayed outside and there'd be no problem or or you can uh yeah, it, it it takes a lot more courage to actually go inside the bar to get people. Is what I'm saying, rather than just you know pick okay. up people with their hands up on the street. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I, I I I hear you. I'm not disagreeing with you, but that's that would be a question uh, for them when they right. <laughs> when they post bail, uh, and if they're organized, right? What's the next step? Right? It'd be like, wow, I can't have this on my record. You know, I'm, I need to plea out so I can go back to work. Uh, you know, when we open up lockdown, <laughs> right? When we open up lockdown, uh, when they let me go back to work, I got to make know, sure I can hold the job. Can't have a felony hanging on my record. And that's the thing. I there's, only do this on weekends. There's going to be so many people that don't have jobs to go back to after this. It's it's kind of like the the Iraq thing when when uh, they they said. Uh, or when they when they fired everybody in the in the government and and uh, that includes the military and they they all went back to their guns, so there, there's I think there's going to be a lot of people that, that do that that there's just they just resort to well I don't have a job I don't have any income but I have a gun, yeah, and then you know depending on where you're at right hopefully you have a gun to defend yourself against those people, and hopefully those people pointed at the right people, right. <laughs> Hey, it wasn't Starbucks that fired you, man. It wasn't Starbucks that locked you well, out of your house. Not, not if they're in a tank. <laughs> yeah. Well, but even if, even should've, if they're in a tank, bought a tank. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? I'm like, I'm not. Maybe it's just me. I'm not personally all that intimidated um, by a tank, right? I'm or, sure or an I'm, armored personnel carrier. I'm sure it looks really scary in person, right? But they roll those things through, you know, Africa. When you know, in 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 Africa, they ro- they roll those things through, uh, you know, the Middle East, right? When they're when they're invading all of those places, and somehow the resistance does fairly well with pickup trucks, right? And at some point, you know, that tank can't or that armored personnel carrier can't aim everywhere, and they have to come out, right? So there's there's a way to entice those people out of that carrier because you're not going to, you're not going to shoot through the, you know, through the armored walls. Um, but you can immobilize it, right? You can immobilize it and then you can start, you know, 
figuring out what sort of IEDs or whatever you're going to try to blow it up with. But the guns, no. Right? And then when they come out, right, you know, set that shit on fire. And when they come out, pop them off on the way out. If they, <laughs> and if they're armed, like, steal it. Right? So, the, so that was the other, uh, you know, the other discussion that I had um, with a customer, you know. He's like, well, they have better guns. I don't care if they have better guns. I'm glad they have better guns. Right? Because at that point, if it's that sort of war, right, like zip guns were a thing. Right? 3D printed guns are already a thing. We don't need better guns. All we need is like the element of surprise. When they're not expecting it, shoot them and take their guns. And then guess who's got good guns now? Right? They did it. What, what, what was it? Uh, the, the Wolverines movie? Uh, Red <laughs> yeah. Dawn, right? A movie, maybe. Hollywood, maybe. But an effective strategy, known the world over, right? Hit them when they're not looking and take their weapons. Guerrilla warfare in urban America. Why not? We don't need, you don't need to outpower them yet. You just need to be smarter than them early on when you're outpowered, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, man. It just reminded me of a story, um, you know, that a, a buddy told me, my buddy used to work the graveyard shift at the gas station, uh, when I was living in Hawaii and he used to hang out with the tweakers, the crackheads and the meth heads and whatever. And they're, you know, otherwise peaceful people just, they like to, they like their drugs. Um, and he said like, you know, this, this one, uh, little crackhead got into a or meth head or whatever, got into a, a, an altercation with a big old fat Hawaiian dude who would, outpower him and outmuscle him like no problem right and so the the, the you know, he said like the, the the meth head or whatever had a sandwich in his hand and he's like bouncing around bouncing around like circling this big old hawaiian dude that wants to just punch him in the face and he's just kicking him in the legs right he kick him in the leg and he'd run away and, and all the while holding his sandwich until the hawaiian dude just got tired and bored and gave up and left he was like i ain't got time for this you know and he goes like, see, that's what you got. And then he's talking to him. And he's like, see, that's what you got to do with these big fuckers, right? You just wear them out. And he took a bite of his sandwich because he was still holding a sandwich the whole time he was kicking this Hawaiian dude in the leg, right? So you don't, if you're the smaller guy, if you're underpowered and, you know, outnumbered, right? Maybe, maybe the strategic retreat is the right thing at that time. Uh, but there are strategies in place that have been for centuries on how to win, against the bigger, more intrusive, badder guys, right? You don't beat them with power. You don't go toe-to-toe with them. You bounce around and you hit them when they can't hit you back. So consider consider me like generally unimpressed uh, when, it, when you know, the armored personnel carrier or the, uh, the Bearcat or the tank or whatever rolls through because it's not, that's not like the war winner, right? That's not like we we have the tank and therefore there's nothing you can do. It's like, all right, they have a tank. Now what are we going to do, right? And like I said, maybe in that case, I'll grant you strategic retreat, you know, get arrested, give up, whatever. But then you got to hit back. That can't be the end of it. You can't, <laughs> you can't go through all that pomp and circumstance about how, what a badass you are uh, just to give up when you're arrested. You weren't even shot at. It wasn't yeah. even a fight. But uh, talking about uh, tactics... Um, I, I also think it's funny from the, from the state's per perspective or the, you know, the sheriff or whatever. Yeah. Um, let's say they say, we're going to open up. It's, it's not a threat to anybody. Somebody opening up a bar. 
It's a threat to the control of the establishment. Okay, sure. Maybe. Maybe. I think it's a very distant maybe. So you're the sheriff and you go, okay, so what? You let them open up one day. And then the next day, when the armed militia isn't there, then, then you go in and they say, hey, uh, you're under arrest. Uh, you know, you lock the door, you're, you're closed. Yeah. Well, I, and I that's... Mean, much more peaceful... You know, <laughs> but but they can't do it. They just can't because they want to do that show of force because they're power tripping. But that's on both sides, right? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's I know, but it's a power them, play on both them, sides. Let them show their force, and then get them when they when they you know at a time when they're not prepared. It's the same right. strategy, just you know. But they they don't. They yeah. don't see the, they don't see the need to do that because they they're power tripping. That's my that's my right. whole point. The whole the whole thing in Hawaii with David Ige shutting down the government, it's just power tripping. Right, and he's an imbecile, so it's even worse. It's power trip by a retard. Yeah. So the that that was only part of the conversation that I had with this this you know this customer was the guns thing. The other thing was it was it was a bizarre thing because when the conversation started. It seemed like we were on the same page, right? He was like, you know, pro-freedom, anti-whatever, excuse me, anti, uh, you know, anti-government, lockdown, shut down, anti-mask, uh, mandatory mask wearing and all this other stuff. I go, cool, nice to meet you, right? And then, and then he pulls this one out and he goes, uh, what they should have done was like take over the factories when they first knew about this thing. So that we had all the masks and stuff in place, you know. Oh, I know what the other thing was. He was like anti-socialism. Like, if Obama did it, it would be socialism. I go, it's still socialism. Just because Trump does, it doesn't mean it's not socialism. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, like, yeah, they should, but they should have taken over the factory so we wouldn't have, so we wouldn't run out of supplies. I go, well, now you're just asking for fascism, right? Like, <laughs> why do you want the state to take over private industry, man? He was like, because that's what needs to be done. You know, he's like. In World War Two, that's what we did. We just we took over all the factories, <laughs> so that our boys had enough stuff to win the war. I go, well, that's that's not a very freedom message either, man. Yeah, you know. And, and again, the the conversation. Uh, I'll be brief, but the conversation. No, I won't. The conversation deteriorated a little bit because then he started talking about like you know, the the fear. The I don't know why this is a thing. The fear of China. Like overrunning the United States, some way, somehow. <laughs> what? Right? It was a bizarre. He goes like, "They're they're so overpopulated." And I go, well, "They're probably not overpopulated. They're you know, they've got they're like there's dense population areas, but it's a very right. rural country, man. There's not, right. you know, you can go out where there's like you know one person for however many dozens, dozens or hundreds of thousands of square miles or whatever." And then he pulls this one out. He goes. Well, they got what, like a billion people? I go, yeah. Just let's just say a billion for the sake of argument. He goes, like, all those people in a country the size of Texas. I go, what? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> now what are you talking? Now what? Goes, yeah. I go, dude, China's way fucking bigger than Texas, man. Yeah. He goes, well, like maybe dude. a couple of states. <laughs> so I had to, I had to pull up the map over. I'm like, all right, I'm fucking, I might get in trouble for googling this on the work computer, but you, you have said some things now, buddy. You know. So I, I pull up the map. He's like, okay, I retract that. I retract that, you know. But what if, what if they come? Like, what are you going to do if, if we don't have the, uh, the, the, if we're not able to take over the factories? Uh, 
And so I, I pulled out my old standby lines. It's, it's not my responsibility to centrally plan the economy or the wartime effort, right? Like that's, that's not what we do. We don't do that at all. Um, but oddly yeah, enough. And, but oddly enough, it would, go be ahead. Better, no, go ahead. it would be better to have an open economy where you could use all the factories over the rest of the world to buy whatever you need to fight whatever war you need. If you're going to fight a war at all, because if right. you have that many, if you had that many trade opportunities, right. right, and that was the other thing, right? Like, why would China have a, ma- a military invasion of the United States as long as we're trading partners? Yeah, its biggest like, customer. Yeah, he's like, because we have resources that they don't. I go, yeah, and we fucking we trade for them, man. Like this, right? If we stop trading, maybe. So why don't we just keep trading? It's like, well, what about the Japanese? They don't have as much space. They're a small island. I go, yeah, we, we, we trade with them too. Not only that, <laughs> they've got like technological advances. They figured out how to do a lot of stuff in a very with a very small footprint, right? They've like they've invented vertical shit so they can farm and do stuff going up instead of expanding outward. So like the Japanese have solved their, you know, their issue uh, with a small landmass without invading uh, the United States to get, to get ours. Right. You know, so it was just, it was a very bizarre, you know, it was a very yeah. bizarre conversation. Yeah. The, uh, and it's the same thing on the left or the right. The people that, that believe, uh, in, 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 in that scarcity must be dealt with by force. Right. But okay. So here's the other thing, right? I, I, this was a conversation that I had on free talk live again, going back there again, um, with, with, uh, Mark, who was, uh, I guess on this show some months ago, um, because he's, he is afraid of the, you know, the, the future of China and, and China becoming a world power. Right. I'm like, why am I being afraid of that? So we, it, we made the leap, right? He's like, well, they're graduating more STEM degrees than we are. We, the United <laughs> States. Okay. I go, okay. So, so if I, so if I need a, a, an engineer, I just, I hire a Chinese one then, right? Right. You know, and, and they're, and they're very cheap. So right. I don't know what, why is this a problem necessarily? Right. So, so we, you know, we, we, we end the segment. I look like an idiot on air, maybe because a customer called in and said, I'm the dumb one. Uh, no, a caller called in, a, a listener called in and said, I'm the dumb one. So we go off air and he goes like, you, you, you don't make, you're not making the connection. I go, you gotta, you're going to have to like spell it out. for. So we got to the point where it was, if, Chi- if China uh, graduates more STEM degrees, they're going to use that STEM degrees for military, and then they're going to overrun the United States militarily. I go, okay, that's a leap, man. That's a leap that there's, I don't know how you made that connection on air without saying that specifically. Right, and then we get another segment, and then we come back, and we have another discussion off air, and then we go back, you know, on air, and we've go- we've gone from China is is graduating more STEM degrees, to I need to fear for my life because if China is a world power, I'm going to be extradited to China, uh, like Julian Assange is being extradited to the United States. Right. That's the leap. That's the leap. Uh, in amongst like liberty-minded individuals, or at least one liberty-minded yeah. individual, right? China, China is graduating more STEM de- STEM degrees uh, than the United States. Therefore, I'm going to be extradited to China uh, yeah. for being pro-freedom. Yeah. Well, to that's me, a leap, homie. It's 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 a problem 
you know, even with the the uh, what do you call it? The the borderarians. Yeah, it's sure. It's all based on fear, and if you fear, uh, you know, people because they look different, uh, you can make all kinds of crazy assumptions about the future, and you'll probably be wrong. Yeah, most likely. And that was and, the other thing. So it was like <laughs> so it pushed the best out thing like to do is just to not be afraid of any of that bullshit. Yeah, and stay in the moment and figure out what's good for you. And, and you, you'll have a really good life. Yeah. <laughs> and it came down to that, too. It was like, well, maybe not in his lifetime, maybe toward the end of my lifetime, maybe like 50 years out, right? In 50 years, I might have to be worried about China's, you know, China's world domination tour uh, because, you know, right now they're graduating more STEM. STEM degrees. <laughs> yeah, I go, because, if because it, of science degrees. <laughs> right. I go, if you're, if you're talking that far out, man. Like, forgive me for not being overly concerned uh, about, you know, about STEM degrees, especially because what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. I didn't and, get a STEM degree. I'm not going back to get one. And I cannot control what other people decide to study in school. And, and like, to go back to my point about staying in the moment, like, more likely, the, the only thing you, I have to fear, you, you have to fear, anybody in the U.S. has to fear, is the government right now. Yes. The U.S. government, not China, not somebody in China, not somebody from Mexico trying to get into the U.S., not somebody from the U.S. trying to get into Mexico. Uh, it's, it's your own government, and that's, what, that's what's uh, the, the worst thing in the world right now. That's, that's yeah. going to take your life away, your freedoms away, your ability to be economically viable, uh, to feed your family, and, and China has nothing to do with it. Yeah, let's let's talk about that before I go around fucking thanking a soldier for my freedoms because apparently <laughs> yeah. the only thing that's protecting me now, protecting me from China overrunning us, uh, is is the is the almighty might of the United States military forces. <laughs> oh, all right, you know, and all our scientists <laughs> currently. But what in fifty years, MC, when all when we're just when we're run by a bunch of uh, 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 liberal arts and underwater basket weaving degrees. Aren't we all already? <laughs> Maybe. Well, that was the other thing, right? I go, so So rather than having like the smartest people in charge of the world, you want the underwater basket weavers because they're Americans. He goes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I go, all right, I don't, know, I don't even know what else to say to that, man. Because right. I don't, if they're smarter, right? And they have, if, if that, if you're judging, if you're basing like your ability to lead on science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, right, then then maybe I do want the smartest people in the world to be in charge and not being led down whatever path, you know, liberal arts and underwater basket weaving is going to get me simply because I share a, like a national origin with them for whatever that's worth. So craziness, craziness, the fear that drives the vast majority of people, including the vast majority of people uh, in who would you know would describe themselves as libertarian or liberty-minded or freedom-oriented or any of those terms. Right. Get past that fear and then see what can be accomplished. I fear that we're running out of time. We can be. Yeah. You ready to wrap it up? Final thoughts? No. Nope. All right. I fear this show is over. 
Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, uh, on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash theanarchistexperience. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, uh, you may do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.